This week, comedian Carlos Mencia joins us in the studio. We're talking about tough love, people who won't stop complaining, and how America is still the best country in the whole world. Hey, everybody, it's Carlos Mencia. What is going on? And you were listening to Nonstop with Lisa and Jerry. Nonstop. Nonstop with Lisa Hold and on. Jerry. Hold on, are you trying to say that we're your favorite? People ask me all the time, what's your favorite city to perform? My favorite people to perform are people from Chicago. You guys always laugh at everything. Oh. You're good natured, you're <laughs> Midwestern, good. but you're a big city. You have ups and downs, you have uh-huh. days like this, you have great summer days. So uh-huh. you guys are used to the waking up and it not being perfect. Uh-huh. Whereas the, I'm from True. Southern California, <laughs> where I want to slap people when the, it's 50 degrees and they're wearing scarves. Yes. I just want to slap. Like, it, I would, it's not I cold. I want you to slap them, too. 50 yeah. degrees is not cold. Yeah. I agree. It well, is not cold. I mean, you can't say it's freezing when it's not even in the 30s. You just, it's just, you can't. <laughs> yeah. But this is where, you know, this is this is where I come from, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. We're for, utterly spoiled. For anybody listening in, um, Carlos Mencia <laughs> is here with us. You fought a bit of a snowstorm to get here. Yeah. Which is why we're... Going crazy and I'm driving about myself. Did you drive? Yeah. What? I love driving in the snow. You park downstairs? Yeah, love driving in the snow. Okay, that's funny that you say that because I saw a meme at the crack of dawn today that was just like, you know, because it's snowing, like sure. don't drive like you're from Miami. But right. you have no problem doing it and you're from None LA. whatsoever. <laughs> but, uh, but see, like I travel everywhere so I get to drive and I get to, like uh, we were in Appleton, Wisconsin and it was a day just like today and I was driving and my friend from Ontario, Canada, he was like, wow, you drive really well in the snow. I'm, I'm not used to Californians, but I was really scared to get in the car with you. I'm like, I would be too. Really? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> really? I just, you know, look, all you have to do is take off slow instead of taking off fast, drive the limit or a few miles below it, break about a hundred feet sooner than you normally do. That's pretty much it. Like this, right. this is it. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I feel like every time I go to LA, nobody ever really moves. You just get on the highway and sit there. Yeah. It, that's true. <laughs> this is true. Like nobody yeah. ever touches the oh, gas pedal. No, no, no. Pedal. This is true. It's it's so funny because I don't remember where I was. Oh, I was in El Paso, and I had like four errands to run. And I remember going, "All right, I'm gonna get two done, and then I'll have some. Yeah, I'll be I'll be good, and then I'll do the other two tomorrow." Because I was in LA mode. Yeah. And then I got them done like in two hours, and I went, oh, "I forgot." See, I'm from LA, where to and from is at least an hour to an hour and a half. No of matter driving. where you go, no matter where I go, I know. So it's like I'm gonna do, I'm gonna pick up the, I'm gonna do laundry and do the dry cleaner and. Maybe I'll get to go to the supermarket. Like that, that's it. That's how you plan your day. And that, that's it. That's it. That's all. That's my whole day. That's oh, my whole God. day. Well, next time you and I are stuck in traffic, Jerry, uh-huh. on uh, Lakeshore Drive, yeah. maybe, maybe audiobooks. We, we think of you guys. Yeah. We'll be like, at least we're not in LA. Yeah. Audiobooks. <laughs> you see, you see, this is the key to life is trying to find the things to do in the gaps. Mm-hmm. The key to life. Hey, we're in the podcast world now, honey. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So that's that's what it is. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. for whatever you whatever whatever floats your boat. You totally. like podcast. I, See, here's the thing about podcasts to me. I'm a comedian, and this guy came up with this uh, scale on how to measure funny. And it's it's basically... I thought that was like a subjective thing. It is, <laughs> except this guy came up with the formula. And the formula is how much do you talk per minute as opposed to how many laughs you get per minute. Oh, so he oh, will wow. take an entire special, right? Take away all the parts where there's no laughter, add all that up, add up all the laughter part, and then create a ratio for how much you talk to how much people laugh. Yeah, but don't you have to set up a story? You're sure. setting it up, right? Sure. They can't be laughing during the setup. Sure, but they're, you know, knock, knock. That's 
that's the setup. I mean, you know, what kind of, how long is your setup? How much do they laugh? How much do you talk? Wow, that's so scientific. Yeah. It is. And for me, I like less talk, more laughs. Mm. When I'm on stage, sometimes somebody will send me a beer and it'll take me literally 22 minutes to drink it. And people are like, drink the beer. And in my head, I'm like, no, I don't have time for that. I got to give you this next joke, dude. I was in Appleton and there's a joke coming so slow down. In my head, I just have to get to that part where you're laughing, where you're having fun. That's wow. because you have this pressure over you now, right? Do you think there's a pressure now that you know? You're challenging is there, yourself. Yeah, more pressure now that you know about this this ratio. But I love watching people laugh. I love it. I mean, I here's what I love more than anything in the world. Making people laugh while they're shaking their head no because they can't <laughs> believe that they're laughing at that joke. Mm. That is the best mm-hmm. because I'm inside. Yeah. Like, this is that moment where the girl, you know what I mean? It's that moment where she's like, you're arrogant and cocky, you but I want to go home with you. You know what I mean? Like, that, like there's that moment. When That's the greatest it. moment ever where she points out all your flaws while you're walking to the bedroom. You know what uh, I mean? It's the greatest. That describes my entire dating life right That there. is? Oh, yeah. wow. See, there you go. See, there you go. That's I love that spicy. moment. Yeah. I, I, I love being that guy. I grew up coming from a country where, when I was a kid, there was this thing called the Squadron of Death. What? And every once in a while, somebody would talk negatively about the government and and the dude would literally disappear. And most of the time, they wouldn't come back. But if they did, completely different attitude. Are you for I'm real? I'm from Honduras. Yeah, yeah you're for from real. Honduras, right? Yeah. So, you know. But that's a thi- that's like a thing? It used to be. I don't know about it anymore. But when I was growing up, it was. And so oh when I came to America and there was like, we have freedom of speech and you can say anything. And then I discovered comedy and guys like Lenny Bruce and George Carlin. I was like, oh my God, we could change the world. We're the ones that talk about that stuff. We're the only ones that can talk about that stuff. My kind are the only kind that can get a room of Democrats and Republicans to laugh at the same stuff. It's true. We're the only ones. (laughs) It's true. We're the only ones. We talked to Monique about this, where we were like, God, everybody's so afraid to say everything or anything. Correct. And we do kind of leave it to you guys to get up there and and make it okay. Right. (laughs) Make it okay to tell jokes and be funny and not be serious. Right. But it's getting weird because everything is so extremely contrary. I'm the guy that that is going to make fun of every single person, no matter what. I'm going to make fun of you, but I'm going to make fun of me. I'm going to make fun of them. I'm going to make fun of everybody. Good. That's what I want. And (laughs) this is the new norm. Let us complain about everything. In the winter, oh my God, it's cold. In the summer, oh my God, it's so hot. The traffic in LA. (laughs) The traffic in LA. It's it's the same thing. Like, oh my God, we got to fix these roads. I got to pay a toll and and there's a pothole. This is ridiculous. We got to fix the roads. Then one day we wake up and they're fixing it and we're like, construction, great. Today, you know, it's it doesn't matter. You know, we complain about everything. And I, I say most Americans, the, the vast majority of Americans never leave this country. And that would make this country better. If everybody at the age of 18 had to go to a foreign country, any right. foreign country. I totally agree for with a that. Few, for a few weeks or months so Just that they could get perspective. Because okay. people live in a bubble and they think a certain way. Yeah. And, and when I travel, yeah. I, I love to look at my life and come right. back and see it differently. Yeah. And I love to go to a foreign country. Like, I love it. There's an interesting phenomenon that happens when you travel, that no matter what country you go to, on the way back, people usually clap when they land in America. Because it's the greatest place ever. Because no matter how good the trip is, you realize how unbelievable this country is and how we, you know, there's a difference between let's make it better and it's broken. And everybody's walking around like, America's broken. And for me, it's like, you'll know America's broken when we don't have a refugee problem. When people in Honduras go, let's go to America, and they're like, 
No, it's better to stay. Like, that'll be a sign. Right. But those aren't the signs. I mean, we have fat, poor people in this country. Right. How does that happen? Fat, poor people. (laughs) I was performing for the troops in Djibouti, Africa. My opening act, Cisco Duran, weighs about 350 pounds. He's broke. Nobody in Africa believed that he was broke. Nobody did. I bet. But he would do jokes like, oh, I have no money. And they'd be like, you cannot look at you. You must have so much money. And we're like, no. Yeah. No. And they couldn't it, They couldn't grasp it. They were just like, but how can you not have money? You are fat. You have extra. How? What are you talking about? They are 100% on point, though, because I was totally getting yelled at outside of a freaking Chipotle by this big, fat guy yeah. yelling at me, calling me names, and telling Why? me that he was starving because I wouldn't give him money. Right. And I, but I was just like, you're not starving. You are not starving. Right. <laughs> like you are, you at least tell me like your car broke down or, or they're going to throw right. you out of your apartment or something. Come up with a different you can't story. Tell me you're starving. You are easily yeah. at 350. Right. I, I, like there's no way. And then here's the problem. They get mad at you. Like, oh, you were body shaming him. No. Here's a dude. It's, it's, I was just of... saying he didn't skip a meal. That's all I was saying. I get you. I'm totally with you. This is why I love hanging out with recent immigrants. We have some friends in Cicero. Listen, I got here on Tuesday. I hung out with my friends in Joliet, had dinner with my friends from Joliet and Aurora. It was the worst. Complaining the whole time. Oh, oh, oh you don't understand. It's so hard, Carlos. Uh, I went to work and this this uh, young girl came up and she, she said hello and I just, I didn't even know what to say because of the Me Too movement. I'm like, what? how about you say hello? That's not, <laughs> like, that's not what the Me Too movement is about. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's not, it's, it, say hello. It's, right. You're say just hi. not supposed to say nice ass. That's the part where you went too far. How how is this lost on you? Yeah, but and then I go to hang out with my friend. By the way, these people have two cars, you know what I mean? They have a nice house. Living a decent life, complaining about it. (laughs) Go to my friends in Cicero, barely one car, not doing well. I go, hey, how was your day? And they didn't catch me. It's just like happy. Like simple. And I mean it. Like that was his thing. It was like, well, I'm here. They didn't catch me. And I was like, just such a, good for Uh you. Uh Like good dad, that's the attitude, and, and we just don't want to have it. We just want to be in this in this place of complaining. And true, but we are kind of complaining right now. Yes, but I have solutions, and I'm happy, and I'm I I don't complain. Yeah, there's a big difference, you know. Like for like from that's why I said that I love coming here because you guys have. I this is when I fell in love. With, with you guys. When I went to see a game and it was almost snowing and the Cubs were like 10 games out of first place and it was sold out. I went, okay, this is beautiful. Then that night it snowed. I was performing at Zany's in Mount Vernon. It snowed but like two and a half to three feet. I remember it, and it was right bef- two hours before the show. So the show was at eight and it started snowing at five, six. And I remember thinking, I wonder how many empty seats there are going to be to the shows because it was snowing. No empty seats. No. But that's not normal for me. <laughs> I'm from Southern California where it rains and we close. L- this is, listen. Here's the thing. In Chicago, yes. if we paid our money, we're getting what we freaking paid for. But that's my point. Like, <laughs> you have yeah. that attitude. Yeah. Right. This is where I come from. We've had a 15-year drought. 15 years. We need rain. However much, whenever, we need it. When it rains for over 24 hours, oh my God, when is it going to stop? <laughs> it's like, I, I, I think even God is like, haven't you been praying for this? What is wrong with you people? Make up your mind. Yeah, right. It, it is, yeah. It is, it is just unbelievable. And I don't understand it. I'm one of 18 kids. I'm one of 18. I saw that. Yes. I was blown away I'm by the 17th that. born of 18 kids. Holy cow. My father's favorite thing to say is, your 
mother never had periods. She just had people. Oh it's his favorite God. thing to say in the whole wide <laughs> world. Funny. We know what your father's favorite thing He's to do was, too. too. Yeah. But Obviously. here's the thing. It gave us perspective because my parents didn't have time to lie to us. My ugly sisters know they're ugly. My, my smart oh, sisters no. know. Yes, yes. In a good way, though. <laughs> yes. Because, look, if you're not a good-looking person. That hurts my feelings. You shouldn't because at some point you're going to figure it out. <laughs> okay, true. <laughs> But this, but here's the thing. So wait, they told her? They yeah. told them? Or Listen, when I was a kid, my father said to me, this is his teenager, 14, 15, my father said, when you get older, what kind of a woman do you want to like marry? That's a stupid question, a perfect 10. And there was a long pause, and then my dad goes, what about like a 7? I was like, what? <laughs> Why a 7? And he was like, because you're not a 10. Oh, oh, dad. Yeah. Isn't that nice, though? And I looked at my dad, and he went, I want you to be a 10, but on your best day, you're a 6 plus. Oh, <laughs> Literally what he said to me. <laughs> And I said, but okay, so what do I do? And he said, to be with the woman that you want to be, you have to be rich. That's how you become a 10. Be rich. Or funny. Yeah. <laughs> no. And so for anybody that doesn't understand how real this is, Google Amy Mencia. Ask yourself if she would ever oh, I see her. be with me if I was a gardener. <laughs> she, or I was the beautiful. guy at Burrito King. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself. She she wouldn't. And and that's okay. Well, that's a cultural thing, too, with the Latin community. They will tell you the truth. You don't have time. They'll tell you, you know, are you pregnant today? Or, you know, whatever. Like, if you look, if you don't look <laughs> the right way, if your stomach's out. Yeah. You know, but if you lose weight, you know, oh, you have AIDS? I mean, they will ask yeah. you. They will say things <laughs> yes. to you that I have never heard. Oh, listen, listen. That's what my mom does. tough life. Love. My mom, oh, you're fat. What happened? What? Oh, okay. What? Thanks, mom. Nice okay. to meet you. Okay. I haven't seen you in three months. Not <laughs> even close coming up in my family. Now, I'm one of five. Right. Which is still a lot, That's for, a lot. for a white family. That is a lot. Yeah. But every single one of us, I mean, since like birth is like, you are so wonderful. You can do anything you want. Right. You are you are the prettiest girl. Right. Like, I might right. not be the prettiest girl, but damn it, I'm going to I'm gonna be confident enough to go in there and get what I want. But here's the thing. Like, and do what I want. Like, now I, right. I do have my dream job. Right. I do date Instagram models. Like, right. I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I got it. When they tear you down like that, they're trying to make you stronger. But yeah. it's not meant to, it's not meant to be like derogatory. It's just meant to be descriptive. Right. Bannister's actually not a word for mean so you can't say like someone's mean they can't be like they yeah. can say you're bad like malo or whatever but they're not going to say you're right. mean there's not a word for that so you can't yeah. even tell them hey yeah. you're being mean cruel is the word but not mean <laughs> yeah right and it's right. Like they're trying to help like, you it's like, not a bad weight. thing you like right. it's not even like lose weight you fat ass it's really like oh well you know go to go work out it's observation it's like you know? a thing they wow. say yeah. they're saying it out of love better better that they tell you than somebody else yeah they are what they're saying is this is what the world has for you you know when Find i go to out. la they know i'm from the Midwest, they take one look at me and they're like, "She eats carbs because yeah. they they know I'm we don't from have that over the breadbasket for no. sure." Yeah, we don't have that. We have every woman trying to be as skinny as possible, and I'm just trying to with, eat your leftovers with the most curvature. Yeah, but that's good. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I know. See, but that's why I love Chicago because you guys have the ability to do that. Where if you were in LA, you wouldn't have that ability. Yeah, you're like not a beast. in our business. Yeah, yeah. Unless you made it a part of your shtick, mm. you know what I mean. Mm. Unless you Amy Schumered it. Oh and, yeah. And then became a sh- that, that, that's part your stick, yeah. you know that you have to you, you know you yeah, have to be it. all these other people, man. Yeah. And so yeah, you know, so weird. But yeah. it is what it is. It's like look, it's a beautiful thing when nobody can hurt your feelings. It really is. That's cool though. Yeah, it's really true. Like it's a really cool Thank thing you, when anybody can say anything to you and you're like, okay, let's say how you feel. Sorry that you feel that way. We've Sorry learned so much like that. today. I know. We're getting like <laughs> stop complaining. Take the hard love. 
you know, travel, get out there. Complaining is is not a <laughs> it's not the problem. It's not understanding that your complaints are not real. That's when it's like, come on, you live in the greatest country in the world. Yeah. But we're we Americans are amazing when America needs us. After September 11th, yeah. we're amazing. When America does really well, we're really bad citizens. We don't appreciate it. Here's here's an example. Most people get blown away by this because the first time I figured this out, it was like, whoa, it was jarring to me. In my lifetime, there have been three unbelievable economies. Three. One during Nixon, one during Clinton, and one during Trump. And each of those presidents got impeached. Yeah, so what are you saying? So when things have been unbelievable, we've impeached each one of those presidents. So you're saying we're bored when we're rich? Yes. When things are good- Wait, I'm not rich. We find a reason to complain <laughs> about it. If, if America was at a 9% unemployment, would we have cared? Probably not. Yeah. We'd be more focused on, how are we going to fix this unemployment issue? How are we going to fix the fact that I don't have a job? That's when you have bigger fish to fry. Exactly. I mean, that's real. <laughs> I got real problems here, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that's who we are. Yeah. We don't we don't understand the difference. You should call this tour the No Complaint Tour. Oh, I should, right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> While I'm complaining about the No Complaints. <laughs> Carlos Mencio is so much fun to have here in the studio with us. And I promise, we have got a ton in store for you. Thank you so much for being here with us. We'll talk to you next time on Nonstop. Put the power of podcasting to work for your business. You can be part of this podcast and reach potential customers inside every episode. To advertise your product or service by sponsoring this podcast, send us an email to podcast at hubbardradio.com now.